It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And this week for show number 109, for the week of April 30th, 2015, we are taking you back to those golden days of television that you remember growing up with, yes? TGIF Friday. That's right, TGIF. That was the Friday night lineup that we all know and remember. And this week, we're bringing somebody to you that you may remember from shows like Step by Step, Family Guy, Worst Audition Ever, The Walking Dead video game series, movies like You Again, and more. We have none other than Christine Lakin stopping in here at the show. That's right, Christine, who spent all those years on that awesome television sitcom Step by Step, is going to be stopping in here and chatting with us about what it was like being part of this iconic television show, trips to Walt Disney World, voice acting, being part of the Walking Dead video game series, Family Guy, and so much more. And Christine's going to stop in and share a lot of these great stories with all of you D-heads. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-team. That's right, you have questions, he has answers, Aaron is going to answer all your questions in I Want to Know. We also have Nathan back taking a look back at this week in Disney history. We have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2 from our very own Caitlin and let's not forget the latest in Disney Multimedia with Randy. We have tons of news hot off the D-Wire from Star Wars, the parks, apps, new movies and so much more hot off the D-Wire within the Disney company this week. So all of you D-heads, before I officially kick off this week's show, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And you can stay at the best Walt Disney World resort places like the Polynesian, the Grand Floridian, and many others just by purchasing those unused Vacation Club points from DVC-Rental.com. So all VD heads, with that said, let's officially kick off this week's show by taking a look back, by turning on the television. It's Friday night, we have all of our great lineup of shows, and one of those is Step by Step. So let's officially kick off show number 109 for the week of April 30th, 2015. And I'll be right back, all VD heads. Oh! 
Christine Lakin from The Walking Dead video game and Family Guy. And Step by Step, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Tuesday. Burgers are ready. See how they all got together. I don't think this is going to work. It's a special night. She is not a bimbo. We are not dating. We're married. Can you argue about throwing food? For a special episode of Step by Step, Tuesday after Full House. Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all VG heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 109 for the week of April 30th, 2015, as we are gearing up to take you back to those days of TGIF with step-by-step fantastic sitcoms like that, as well as The Walking Dead video game, Family Guy, Worst Audition Ever, You Again, and more with Christine Lakin stopping in here at the show. That's right, as I already mentioned, Christine's going to be stopping in and talking about a variety of different things, from Disney World to show step-by-step, her voiceover work, and many other things on the horizon. 
In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, as I already mentioned. We have Aaron, Nathan, Caitlin, and Randy all stopping in here this week, and many other goodies, and tons of news hot off the D-Wire. So before I officially jump into news hot off that D-Wire, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z radio.com you can also connect up with us all over social media outlets on facebook at facebook.com slash disney on demand you can friend us on facebook at facebook.com slash john diz that's j-o-n-d-i-z you can also join our facebook discussion group on the facebook groups page just search diz radio disney and join the d-wire disney discussion group you can follow us on twitter instagram pinterest and more just search disney blue that's b-l-u or diz radio d-i-z radio and remember you can always subscribe to the latest show right there on your mobile device just by subscribing through iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get the latest shows right there on your iPhone, your Android, and more right there by subscribing in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So all of you D-heads, with that said, let's officially kick off into news hot off the D-wire. And how about Walt Disney Records? The Legacy Collection is releasing the Disneyland set on May 20th, exclusively at the Disneyland Resort. Yes, the eighth release of the Legacy Collection is celebrating the 60th anniversary of the Disneyland Resort with a three-disc set which features classic music from many of the attractions. The set was produced and compiled by Grammy Award-winning Randy Thornton. Now, this release coincides with the Diamond Celebration that will be available exclusively at the Disneyland Resort beginning on May 20th with a wide release set for August 21st. Now, the Legacy Collection Disneyland is going to explore the rich past behind the songs and attractions, both past and present. Now, beginning with recordings from opening day of Disneyland in 1955, the collection is going to guide listeners down Main Street, USA, through the greatest of attractions, shows, and lands that exist today and those that are a happy memory. Now, Disc 1 and 2 will cover the lands beginning with Main Street USA, Adventureland, Frontierland, New Orleans Square, Critter Country, Fantasyland, Mickey's Toontown, and Tomorrowland, plus five extra songs from the Disney California Adventure Park. Now, Disc 3 is going to feature 12 additional songs from Disneyland's California Adventure Park, plus music from the Main Street Electrical Parade and Fantasmic. Now, the liner notes will provide extensive historical background that were written by Stacy Martin, a 37-year veteran of the Walt Disney Company and Disney historian who oversees special projects for many of the divisions of the company, including Walt Disney World, Walt Disney Imagineering, and Walt Disney Records. Now, the CD cover and 24-page booklet will feature newly created artwork from Lorelei Bove, a visual development artist at the Walt Disney Animation Studios. Now, remember, this is getting released on May 20th exclusively at the Disneyland Resort, but if you want to get your hands on it after the fact on August 21st, it will get the wide release, and you can also find out more at DisneyMusicEmporium.com. Now, sticking with the parks, let's get to Tokyo Disney Resort, yes, and the Tokyo Disney Resort has released details on the new Frozen and Fantasyland lands. On April 28th of this week, they released more details about the planned development to Tokyo Disney Resort's two theme parks. At Tokyo Disneyland Park, the Fantasyland redevelopment will include areas themed to Beauty and the Beast and Alice in Wonderland. At Tokyo Disney Sea Park, Newport will be known as Scandinavia, and it will include an area themed to Disney's animated film, Frozen. Now, according to the official press release, these new areas of Tokyo Disneyland Resort will include attractions, restaurants, shops, and other facilities. 
Now, they will also decide within 2015 on the themes and elements for many of these areas. At the Tokyo Disneyland Resort, the Fantasyland redevelopment will include parts of Tomorrowland and will double in size of the former when it's finished and completed. Now, the concept art released for this project suggests two smaller mini-lands. The Beauty and the Beast area appears to be a variation of the Beast Castle found at the Magic Kingdom's Fantasyland, and its scale seems much larger than the Force Perspective version found at Walt Disney World. Now, they also have the Alice in Wonderland area that's going to focus on what appears to be an interactive area with character encounters and a maze. Now, Scandinavia at Tokyo Disney Sea is going to be located at the Lost River Delta, and it will offer and occupy a footprint, a proximity the size of the park's Arabian coast. Now, the concept art includes areas that are more realistic or traditional in architecture, with such of those found in the Norway Pavilion at Epcot Center. But the concept art itself was predominantly featured a castle, and also includes more of the fantasy kingdom of Arendelle. Now, many more of these developments are going to be taking place, and these plans cover a period from March of 2015 all the way through March of 2017 to finally be completed. It also includes a 500 billion yen investment over the next 10 years to expand these parks and really reinvigorate them. Now, definitely check them out. Tokyo Disney Sea, Tokyo Disneyland Resort, and so many other things are going to be just fantastic for this, and I'm excited to see it open. I mean, even if I never get there, I do feel that those parks always have something magical and different to offer. Now, pushing right along here in Disney news, how about let's talk about the Disney Channel and Disney Channel's Live and Maddie's Joey Bragg. Yes, he is going to get inked on a massive, messy obstacle course. To celebrate the upcoming launch of the Splatoon video game for the Wii U console, on May 29th, Nintendo is hosting one of the messiest events of the year. Disney's Joey Bragg of Live and Maddie will be one of the celebrities competing on a massive obstacle course, inspired by Nintendo's colorful new action shooter game. Now, the course, which will be set up on the famous Santa Monica Pier, will be composed of an array of incredible, as they're putting it, challenges inspired by the game. Now, in addition to the outrageous spectacle of obstacle courses, attendees will be able to get hands-on time with the Splatoon at several gameplay kiosks before the game launches officially on May 29th. Radio Disney is also going to be there hosting the event. Now, Splatoon is a wild new game from Nintendo that combines the creative, family-friendly fun that Nintendo is known for with ink spraying, turf claiming action. Now, starring squid-like creatures called Inklings, players compete with each of their areas and each of them trying to cover the next one with more colorful ink. Now, the more turf you cover is better against your opponent. Now, this game will launch exclusively for the Wii U on May 29th. Now, if you are looking to attend this, Joey Bragg from Disney Channel's Live and Maddie is going to be there, Radio Disney, Nintendo fans, and more. And you can check it out on Friday, May 15th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the Santa Monica Pier in Santa Monica, California. Now, pushing right along here, let's get into some Star Wars news since Star Wars is Disney and also Disney Infinity 3.0. Yes, Disney Infinity 3.0 has officially been leaked. Yes, Star Wars playset has been spotted online and it will include Anakin and Ahsoka figures. Now, the next round of Disney Infinity merchandise appears to have leaked online courtesy of a German retailer, and it looks like more of the rumors of that Star Wars would be coming to Wii have proved to be accurate all along. Now, things have been relatively quiet the last few months when it comes to Disney Infinity, but it looks like this online realtor has now let the cat out of the bag before Disney Interactive was ready to start talking. Now, details are still scarce. In fact, they're very limited to an alleged release date of August 20th, but there's not much more to question about what is going to include. Now, according to the Saturn, a current-gen version of Disney Infinity 3.0 playset will be $69.99, the same launch price as the previous Disney Infinity starter packs. Now, it's also going to include many Star Wars figures as it has Darth Vader on the box. It also has Yoda and it has Ahsoka and Anakin figures. So it's definitely going to be a big thing. Star Wars is going to be coming and I expect 
many of the Force Awakens characters becoming as well. Now you can check back to many different resources, but rumor has it that it is getting released, Ahsoka and Anakin, and the official images have been leaked online. Now, since we are talking about Star Wars, let's stay with Star Wars and Disney XD. And how about this Star Wars Rebels Season 2 premiering June 20th? Now, everybody loves Star Wars Rebels, a fantastic show that takes place five years before Episode 4. There was a special panel that was released during Star Wars Celebration, and everybody loves Star Wars Rebels. And right now, you can catch the complete Season 1 until May 4th on StarWars.com. But now, Ezra Kanan and the rest of the crew of the Ghost are headed back to the small screen in less than two months. Now, Lucasfilm has announced that Star Wars Rebels will air its Season 2 premiere at 9 p.m. on Saturday, June 20th. Now, you can be prepared for the full hour of Rebels within the extended Season 2 premiere, The Siege of Lothal. Now, this is fantastic. Now, everybody's excited for this. Like I said, it takes place five years before Episode 4. And as we all saw at the end of Season 1, Ahsoka did not perish from the Clone Wars. In fact, she was there at the Season 1 finale of Rebels. Now, I am quite sad that the Inquisitor has passed on because I thought he was a fantastic character, but hey, now we might get to see more Vader. I am excited for that, and will Ahsoka finally see her fate from Vader? But Star Wars Rebels Season 2 premiering on Disney XD June 20th and all the way up until May 4th for May the 4th Be With You. Yes, you can also catch Star Wars Rebels, the complete first season on StarWars.com. Now, since we are talking about Star Wars, some Star Wars block here, all VD heads, but how about Toys R Us becoming Destination Star Wars, kicking off a year-long global celebration? Yes, Toys R Us stores worldwide and ToysRUs.com are set to bring customers to a galaxy far, far away with a year-long celebration in honor of the Star Wars saga. Now, the adventure is beginning in the United States on Sunday, May 3rd, with Star Wars Day events taking place all day, taking place at Toys R Us locations across the country. Now, they're going to have a variety of different things, and as they have officially released, since the debut of the Star Wars toy line nearly 40 years ago. Toys R Us has been a one-stop destination for generations of Star Wars enthusiasts looking to find the broadest assortment of playthings and collectibles based on the hits, series, and saga, said Richard Berry, Executive Vice President and Chief Merchandising Officer of Toys R Us. This year and in years to come, we are leveraging the global footprint and toy authority position to bring this hot property to fans around the world, providing them with the best in-class products and exclusives, epic in-store boutiques, and more. Now, they are going to have a variety of different things, including VIP shopping experiences, sweepstakes, contests, and more. And they're also going to have many different discounts as well and exclusive toys. They're going to have the Battle Droid Troop Carrier, the Coruscant Police Gunship, the Star Wars Edition Game of Operation, Upgraded and Enhanced, as well as R2-D2's In Trouble, the Star Wars Edition game from Hasbro. So there is a variety of fantastic ones that are going to be on the horizon, so definitely check it out. Toys R Us is kicking it off for Star Wars. And finally, one last thing here for Star Wars. Let's talk about M&M's and Star Wars as well. Now, whether you're loyal to the light side or the dark side, Star Wars and M&M's fans can show their allegiance with special Star Wars-themed merchandise available exclusively at M&M's World Stores in New York, Las Vegas, London, and Orlando. Now, a partnership between the two iconic brands is bringing a wide variety of apparel, home goods, and collector's items to the stores just in time to celebrate Star Wars Day on May 4th. Now, M&M's World products are going to feature the beloved M&M's characters, Red, Yellow, Orange, Blue, Green, and Mrs. Brown, all dressed as some of their most famous Star Wars characters, like Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Chewbacca. Now, fans can choose from a variety of different items that they're going to have, including the Star Wars character lineup t-shirt. It's perfect for fans of any age, it's 100% cotton, and it's going to include the M&M characters dressed as their favorite Star Wars counterparts. 
Now, Star Wars infant onesies are going to show off your little Jedi with 100% cotton onesies featuring orange for claiming the Force is strong with this one. There's also the Star Wars stainless steel tumbler and many others. Now, if you want to get your hands on this and you can't visit those locations, you can also visit mmsworld.com twitter.com slash m&m world stores as well as facebook.com slash m&m's world now pushing along here and getting away from star wars let's get back to some disney classics and how about the little mermaid and legends events announcing a special event and a day in a concert with disney legend jody benson on july 19th 2015 yes legends events is very excited to announce a very special day filled with magic laughter and fun with the disney legend jody benson the voice of ariel in the little mermaid now you can join legends events on july 19th for for an exciting and enchanting lunch at the Walt Disney World Resort's Be Our Guest Restaurant with Jody Benson, followed by a trip on the whimsical journey of the Little Mermaid ride with Jody herself. Now, this is limited to only 25 very special guests. Now, purchase a VIP ticket to guarantee a seat at the table with Jody for lunch and have an opportunity to sit in the same clamobile with Jody on the ride as well. Now, a $25 dining certificate will also be provided for use at lunch. Now, the VIP experience is limited to only five tickets. Now, after an afternoon break, guests will join Jody on an intimate and formal evening in Celebration Florida at the Artisan Club. Now, guests will enjoy a delicious meal, a Q&A with Jody, and a wonderful concert performed by Jody and her pianist. Now, the evening will also feature a silent auction with many one-of-a-kind signed items available with all proceeds benefiting Legends Events Charity of Choice, the Walt Disney Birthplace Restoration Project. Now, this experience is limited to only 60 guests, so if you are a Little Mermaid fan, you definitely want to get in on this one, because otherwise it will be gone. If you want to find out more about it, you can visit partofyourworld.eventzilla.net to purchase your tickets, and everybody knows Jody, voice of the Little Mermaid, she was in Enchanted, and many other things. Definitely a Disney legend. You can also find them on Facebook at facebook.com slash legends events group. Now, continuing on here, let's talk about Disney Channel once more, and how about Lizzie McGuire? Now, now many of you out there have grown up with Lizzie McGuire. I myself was a little bit past that age, but Lizzie McGuire had a cast reunion, and the picture bragged it and felt it all over E! Online. Yes, Hilary Duff and her Lizzie McGuire cast had made a mini reunion at a bowling alley earlier this week, and the pic they snapped and shared definitely made many of you who grew up with her very excited. Now, Hillary reunited with her Disney Channel co-stars Jake Thomas and Lelaine for a fun night out. As it turns out, her former co-stars were on hand at Hillary's Tinder date, as she told Ryan Seacrest in an interview this week that she went bowling on a date with a guy named Tom and some friends. Some friends? It seems Hillary left out who they were. Now, this isn't huge news, but I thought you'd find it fun and exciting for those of you that grew up with Hillary Duff and Lizzie McGuire. Now, finally, one last thing here, all of you D-heads. Let's get into some Disney villains with the Disney Channel. And how about Disney villains, teenage kids, getting wicked in the Descendants trailer? Yes, what happens to Disney villains after heroes get their happily ever afters? Apparently, they have kids. Yes, Descendants, as we've talked about here on the show many times, is an upcoming Disney Channel original movie directed by Kenny Ortega. And it focuses on four Disney villains and their teenage children. Jafar's son, Jay, to Evil Queen's daughter, Evie, and Cruella DeVille's son, Carlos, and Maleficent's daughter, Mal. Now, the mini-villains are chosen to go to prep school with the kids of the good-hearted Disney characters like Milan, Beauty and the Beast, and Fairy Godmother. Now, based on the trailer, the movie includes magic, dancing, and classic characters of the past, both good and evil. Now, the official trailer has now been released. As we've talked about in the past here, it does look like it's going to be fun. They're going to have a book, a novel that's going to be on hand for it as well. And everybody really is excited for this one because, you know, Once Upon a Time has already taken liberties with the characters, and I think Descendants is going to do that as well, and we have the official trailer that we're going to be playing here very shortly as well. So, 
With that said, I'm going to cut the reins here on news. We're wrapping it up here. We have a lot more things on the horizon as we have the one and only Christine Lakin stopping in here at the show from TGIF, Step by Step, as well as Family Guy, The Walking Dead video game, and many other things. Christine's going to stop in, chat with all of us, and even talk about Port Washington, Wisconsin, and uh, the Magic Kingdom, and so many other things. I am excited for this one as well. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by DVC-Rental.com. At DVC-Rental.com, you can save up to 60% on your next Walt Disney World vacation just by purchasing unused Vacation Club points from Vacation Club members. And you can save all that money and spend it on what else? Souvenirs. Definitely check them out. DVC-Rental.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, you have questions, he has answers. Aaron is going to answer all your questions, and I want to know. We also have Caitlin taking a look at what's happening at the Walt Disney World Resort this week with WDW2 and many other things on the horizon. So, all of you D-heads, sit back, hang in there. This show is barely even getting started. Be right back, all of you D-heads, and take it away, team. There is an island prison. Home to the most infamous villains that have ever lived. Cruella DeVille, Jafar, the Evil Queen, and Maleficent. Each one has a child that has never left their side until now. You're going to be crowned king next month. I've chosen my first official proclamation. The children of the Isle of the Lost should be given a chance to live here in Ordon. You four have been chosen to go to a different school. Ardon Pet. What? I don't do uniforms. Prissy pink princesses. They allow dogs. You are not going to see me start doing curses. This summer, the next generation of villains arrives. Jay, son of Jafar. What are you doing? It's called stealing. It's like buying whatever I want. Except it's free. Daughter of Evil Queen. Is everybody at home as pretty as you? I like to think I'm the fairest of them all. Beauty is paid. Carlos, son of Cruella DeVille. This thing is a killer! This is a vicious, rabid pack animal. Hey, who told you that? My mother. And now, daughter of Maleficent. <laughs> They're at their best when doing their worst. Beware, forswear, undo James hair. There's a lot more where that came from. All about world domination. What do you think your parents are going to do if we don't pull this off? They will be proud of us for doing our best. Really? No, I think we are definitely goners. Disney's Descendants, the Disney Channel movie event of the year on Disney.
this is Eve Gordon from Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, and you are listening to Disney On Demand. You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron, and it's time again for another installment of I Want to Know. Been busy with my son's baseball season starting, and we're off this weekend to a Cub Scout campout. Hope all you D-Heads out there are enjoying spring, too. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Rebecca, and she writes, I want to know, I have a question about the Disney movie Freaky Friday. Disney had two notable versions of this film with Jodie Foster and Lindsay Lohan, but I think I saw it was made many times over by the company. How many times has this film been touched on things like the wonderful world of Disney, and you know what I mean, stars of some of the other versions? Thank you, Aaron, a D-head. Well, this is a great story. Freaky Friday has been adapted three times by Disney. The original 1976 version stars Barbara Harris and Jodie Foster as Ellen and Annabelle. A Disney television version was made in 1995, starring Shelley Long and Gabby Hoffman as Ellen and Annabelle Andrews, and they were switched by magical amulets, responding to their wishes to have each other's lives. And then finally, there's the 2003 remake starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. In this version, their names are changed to Tess Coleman and Anna Coleman. They are switched by magical fortune cookies given to them by a meddling old Chinese woman after she overhears them arguing at her daughter's restaurant. In addition, a television film of the sequel novel Summer Switch, starring Robert Klein and Scott Schwartz, was made in 1984 as part of the ABC After School Special Series. A film of the first sequel called Billions for Boris, starring Mary Tanner as Annabelle, Scott Tiller as Boris, and Seth Green as Ape Face, was released in 1984. Me personally, I'm partial to the original. Well, our next question is from Joanna of New Jersey, and she writes, Love the podcast, D-Team. I've been a true, it's been a true find I enjoyed for the last five months since I found you. Just love it. Well, my question for I Want to Know part of the show. I was wondering about the Swiss Family Treehouse at Disneyland. I know it closed at one point and is now, I think, the Tarzan House. What were some of the main changes made to make it Tarzan from the Swiss since I haven't been to Disneyland in some time? Thank you so much. Love the show. Well, thanks for the great compliments, and I'm glad that you love the show. Swiss Family Treehouse opened November 18, 1962, in Adventureland Disneyland, two years after the Disney film Swiss Family Robinson came out in 1960. John Mills, who played Father Robinson in the movie, and his daughter Haley, appeared at the attraction's opening. The Tarzan Treehouse opened on June 23, 1999, the Tarzan House is a 150-ton structure that is anchored by massive roots which penetrate a distance of 42 feet into the ground. This treehouse is 70 feet tall and has about 450 branches and 6,000 lacy leaves. Jungle vines and moss were added to the treehouse to make it look like the rightful home of Tarzan. The Imagineers who designed the house left a single branch in its leaves from the old Swiss Family Robinson House 
so that visitors can catch a glimpse of what the old attraction looked and felt like. They also left the sign, Mind Thy Head. They added a new suspension bridge entrance from a new neighboring tree. They added many characters from the movie into the attraction. One funny fact about the Tarzan house is that there are plenty of rooms in the treehouse, but guess what? There's not even a single bed in any of the rooms in the treehouse. But one of the attractions of the treehouse is the room where the jaguar resides. A guest who goes close to the room can expect a surprise. The jaguar will actually roar loudly at the visitor, letting out a quick rush of air from its mouth. Guests also encounter similar experiences in the room which houses the cheetah. In the case, when the great when the uh, guest touches the book in the room, the cheetah will roar, letting out a rush of air from its mouth. The xylophone and the climbing room located in the interactive session will emit different beautiful sounds. However, the gramophone still plays the Swiss Capoca like it did in the Swiss Family Treehouse. Well, I still prefer the original, but that's the nostalgic part of me talking. And our final question this week is from Thomas Richmond of Texas, and he writes, Diz Radio, hope this finds Aaron. I have a question about the parks and TV shows. I know it was standard practice back in the day to have a show to the parks, like Full House, Step by Step, Boy Meets World, and more. It seems that after that era, it didn't happen much anymore. Have any newer shows in recent years gone to the park, or have park episodes that I can find? You guys rock. Well, it seemed like every sitcom in the 90s had a Disney Park episode. I found two recent episodes, though. Modern Family was at Disneyland in 2012, and The Middle did a Disney World episode on their 2014 finale. That's really all the recent ones I could find. But to recap the 90s sitcoms I went to the park, Full House, Step by Step, Roseanne, Boy Meets World, Family Matters, Blossom, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Lots and lots of great episodes. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads.
troopers in their dealings with pressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. Friday at 8, 7 Central, Johnny Gill's Saturday Laura. Nah. It's an all-new Family Matters. Then, are the Lamberts ready for a country club? You are not supposed to repair the furniture. No, she really speaks her mind. Tell her to stop it. Step by step. And Dry, oily. Mickey begins a life of crime. I guess we're going to have to register you in pre-jail. Baby talk. What do real daddies do that Billy doesn't do? Followed by Billy Friday. Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. This week, I'm excited to announce something I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. Trader Sam's Grog Grotto at the Polynesian Village Resort is officially open. The space looks amazing, and the drinks even better. If you're there, try the Krakatoa Punch, Nautilus, Polynesian Pearl, or the Hippopotami Tai, to name a few, and collect those trademark Trader Sam's cups to take home. Be warned, though, the waits right now are pretty long. We've heard during peak times, it can get up to two hours. So be prepared to wait if you're wanting a table. Its popularity surely speaks to its quality, though. I know I can't wait to stop by next time I'm at Disney. If you're planning a fall Disney trip, you can currently get a free Disney dining plan when you... Buy a non-discounted six-night, seven-day Magic Your Way package. For more info on the special, check out Walt Disney World's main page. In downtown Disney news, Dockside Margaritas is officially open for business. With its waterfront seating and delicious drinks, you won't want to miss it. And one of my favorite artists, Leanna He, will be on hand at the Wonderground Gallery at the Downtown Disney Marketplace Co-op for a signing on May 8th and 9th. So if you're in the area, make sure to stop by to meet her and see some of her amazing work. If you like to participate in run Disney events, the registration for the Disney Castaway K Challenge just opened this week, and more information can be found at rundisney.com. And if you missed last week's show, this summer there's a bunch of fun coming to Typhoon Lagoon, a new dance party inspired by the upcoming Disney Channel original movie Teen Beach 2 will be making itself at home from May 22nd through July 5th. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly. Cruella Deville, Cruella Deville, if she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To see her is to take a sudden chill, Cruella. Be locked up and never released 
those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. See? Wow! It's Disney On Demand! Dibs! Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. Okay, I'm convinced. And a little disgusted. All right, LVD heads, so I'm back, and I hope you enjoyed the D-team here. Thank you, Aaron, for answering all those questions for all the D-heads out there. Remember, you can email Aaron your questions directly at Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com, and you can also find that link on our official website at DizRadio.com. And thank you, Caitlin, for always keeping us in the loop. Well, the monorail loop or the park loop or however you want to look at it with WDWN2 with the latest from the resorts. Thank you for stopping in as well. So all of you D-heads, I am back. I hope you're enjoying this week's show. Lots of fun as we're gearing up. We're looking back at that fun time of TGIF and many other things into the future as we have Christine Lakin from Step by Step stopping in here very shortly. You also know her from Worst Audition Ever, You Again, as well as The Walking Dead video games. And Christine's going to be stopping in here very shortly, so I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to jump back into news hot off the D-wire. And how about Disney Jr. ordering a second season of Miles from Tomorrowland? All of you D-heads know I love Miles from Tomorrowland. It is definitely fun and unique, and where else can you get the TTA involved in a television show? But Disney Jr. has ordered a second season of Miles from Tomorrowland, this year's number one TV series across preschool networks, in total viewers, and more. Now, it was announced this week by Nancy Cantor, Executive Vice President of Original Programming and General Manager of Disney Jr. Worldwide. Now, the series, which charts the outer space missions of young adventurer Miles Callisto and his family as they work together to help connect the galaxy on behalf of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority and incorporate unique space and science facts into each storyline. Now, Cantor said, we work with many experts in space and science and technology, NASA astronauts, and more to help make this show truly unique and one of a kind. We hope that Miles from Tomorrowland will continue to provide that inspiration for today's generations of young children. Now, extensions of the hit series include a wide range of things, from books, including e-publishing from Disney Books Worldwide, Miles from Tomorrowland Missions app, and many others. Now, this is fantastic. It's picked up for a second season, and I know everybody is going to be very excited for Miles from Tomorrowland to officially hit off for a second season. Now, moving right along here, let's get into some bus lines instead of Tomorrowland. And how about Greyhound? And Greyhound announcing the next stop Tomorrowland sweepstakes and promotion. Yes, Greyhound, the largest provider of bus transportation in North America today, announced a launch of next stop Tomorrowland sweepstakes to celebrate its appearance in Disney's upcoming feature film, Tomorrowland, which will be released in theaters on May 22nd. Now, it began on April 24th through June 5th, Disney fans entered to win a trip to Los Angeles for an extraordinary experience that only 
Family Greyhound can deliver. Now, the sweepstakes is part of a larger cross-promotion that Disney is doing for the film. Greyhound will provide customers with a Tomorrowland experience by wrapping several Greyhound buses with imagery from the film, its terminals, and promote the film and sweepstakes. In addition, a custom webpage, greyhound.com slash Tomorrowland, has sweepstakes information as well. Now, they officially released, we are excited to be part and promote such an amazing film, said Kim Plaskett, Vice President of Marketing of Greyhound Lines Incorporated. Although there will only be one lucky winner for the sweepstakes, everyone can always travel in style and enjoy great service while they ride the Greyhound, which includes many different things, including free Wi-Fi, power outlets, leather seats, and extra-large legroom. Now, participants may enter the next stop Tomorrowland sweepstakes by visiting greyhound.com Tomorrowland, and they're going to announce the grand winner on July 1st, 2015. Now, the grand prize winner will be notified by telephone and mail. Now, there is no purchase necessary to enter this, but it is definitely a fun contest that you do want to enter. Now, moving along here, let's get to Walt Disney Pictures, and how about discovering your inner champion with McFarland, USA, coming to Blu-ray and DVD and digital on June 2nd, 2015. Yes, now you can channel your inner champion and brace yourself for an inspiring new adventure based on the true story of the underdogs triumphing over tremendous obstacles in McFarland, USA, coming to Blu-ray and Combo Pack on June 2nd. Now, in the tradition of Disney sports movies comes McFarlane, USA, based on the true story of the underdogs, where this heartwarming drama follows novice runners who strive to build a cross-country team under the coach Jim White, played by Kevin Costner, in their mainly large Latino high school. Now, everyone has a lot to learn about each other when the coach realizes the boys' exceptional running abilities. Now, beyond their talent, it's the power of family, commitment to each other, and work ethic that transform them into champions. Now, this includes a great cast, including Kevin Costner, Maria Bello, Morgan Saylor, and many others. It's produced by Gordon Gray, and it is getting released on June 2nd on Blu-ray and digital and combo pack. Now, they are going to have a lot of great things on here, including many bonus features, including a music video, a behind-the-scenes of the true story, deleted and extended scenes, and much more. So definitely check it out. It is a great story. If you want to find out more about it, you can visit Facebook.com slash USA as well. Now, getting back to Disney Channel here, all VD heads. Now, you know we love Girl Meets World. We've talked about it a few times here at the show. We also interviewed Cheryl Texera, who plays Maya's mother on the show. Everybody loves Girl Meets World, the Boy Meets World spinoff. And yes, we announced not too long ago that Eric and Feeney are going to be back for season two. Well, Mr. Turner is back as well. That's right. We got our first look at Mr. Turner returning as well. Yes, everybody is excited as Mr. Turner, yes, Anthony Tyler Quinn, is set to reprise his fan favorite role as Jonathan Turner in the second season of Disney Channel's Girl Meets World. Now, E! News had the exclusive first look of Quinn back in action from the set of Girl Meets World. Now, he is going to make his Girl Meets World debut in the episode called Girl Meets the New Teacher, which will introduce a new teacher for Riley and her sidekick, Maya. Now, this is definitely fun. Everybody is excited to have many people involved with Girl Meets World, and now Mr. Turner is back as well. We have Eric, we have Mr. Feeney. I think Disney is realizing that this show goes beyond just the, the tweens that they're targeting right now, but many of us parents who enjoyed the original as well. So all of you D-heads, I'm keeping the news short here. Like I said, there was a lot of things on the horizon, but that's going to close out news here this week. There's a lot more things on the horizon, but I'll touch base upon that next week. But we have many other things coming up from the D-team as we have the latest from the Walt Disney's Multimedia with Randy, and that's coming up a little bit later. We also have Nathan taking a look back at this week in Disney history very shortly as he's going to look back at what just happened this week within the Disney company in its historical archives and And next time you hear me, I'm going to be gearing up to talk with the one and only Christine Lakin from Step by Step, TGIF, 
and all the great things. Voiceover artist, Walking Dead video games, you again, worst audition ever, and many other things as Christine is going to be stopping in and chatting with us as well. So all of you D-heads, with that, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to have my faux dole whip. Yes, I, I don't have a real one here, but... I got the next best thing, but I'm going to have my faux dough whip, and when I come back, I'm going to have Christine Lakin here on the show, and maybe I can bring up Port Washington, Wisconsin, because as many of you D-heads know, I live about 20 minutes from the real Port Washington, Wisconsin. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Take it away, team. Hi again, D-Heads. Welcome to another installment of This Week in Disney History. I'm Nathan, ready to take you through another segment's worth of historical Disney facts and potential trivia. Branching off that, let's begin. Starting off this week in Disney history, we begin in 1905, when character actor Dennis O'Day is born in Dublin, Ireland. O'Day appeared in the Disney live-action features Darby O'Gill and Little People as Father Murphy, as well as Treasure Island as Dr. Lively. In 1916, actor and voice artist Vic Perrin, one-time narrator of Epcot's Spaceship Earth and Universe of Energy, was born in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. In 1932, announcer and voice actor Casey Kasem is born in Detroit, Michigan. 
In 69, he and Paul Frees recorded a series of comedic radio ads promoting the debut of Disneyland's Haunted Mansion attraction. You may also remember Kasem as the voice of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, as well as many, many other cartoons. In 1947, the rights to use Donald Duck as the official mascot and insignia of the University of Oregon for the Oregon Ducks is granted by the Walt Disney Productions Company. In 1952, actress Nora Dunn Lily Keeble in the 2001 Max Keeble's Big Move is born in Chicago, Illinois. In 1957, Shirley Temple takes part in a dedication of the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough at Disneyland. In 1972, actor Dwayne Johnson, also known by his former wrestling ring name, The Rock, is born in Hayward, California. In 1974, actress Penelope Cruz is born in Madrid, Spain. She portrayed Angelica in Disney's 2011 Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. In 1976, Disney animator Milt Kahl, one of Walt's nine old men, retires. In 1977, in a dedication ceremony in Florida, the Empress Lily, an historic replica of a three-decked Mississippi boat, complete with paddle wheel and all, is christened by Walt Disney's widow, Lillian, for whom it is named. In 1978, actress, singer, and dancer Brooke Tansley is born in Waterbury, Connecticut. In 2004, she played the Broadway role of Belle in Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Moving on to 1982, actress Kirsten Dunst, who appeared in the 97 TV movie Tower of Terror, which was inspired by the theme park attraction, is born in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. In 1983, Card Walker stepped down as the chairman of Disney, turning the job over to Ray Watson. A few years later, in 1992, the live Beauty and the Beast show, The Enchanted Bookshop, gave its final performance at Plaza Gardens in Disneyland. The show has been running since November 91. In 1997, the restaurant in Walt Disney World's Cinderella Castle is renamed Cinderella's Royal Table. Although originally called Sting King Stefan's Banquet Hall, King Stefan was actually Sleeping Beauty's father, not Cinderella's. In 2001, Disney's The Emperor's New Groove is released to home video and DVD. And in 2003, Disney's The Lizzie McGuire Movie, starring Hilary Duff, premiered at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood, California. The movie followed Lizzie as she graduates from junior high and goes on a class trip to Rome for an adventure she'll never forget. And also in 2003, Disney's 2002 animated Treasure Planet is released to DVD. In 2004, Disney CEO Michael Eisner made Forbes' list of worst CEOs in America. Moving on to 2008, Walton L. Grupo premiered at the San Francisco Film Festival. Walton L. Grupo followed Walt and Lillian Disney along with 16 Disney colleagues for 10 weeks during a 1941 visit to several Latin American nations to gather story material for a series of short films with Southern American themes. In 2009, a new documentary, The Boys, The Sherman Brothers Story, screened for the very first time at the Newport Beach Film Festival. In 2011, after 15 years at Walt Disney World, the Beatles tribute band, British Invasion, performed their last show at Epcot. They first opened at Walt Disney World's Epcot Center in 96, and the band has performed their Beatle tribute over 20,000 times to date. In 2012, a media preview took place for Disney's Art of Animation Resort at Walt Disney World. In 2014, at an early morning dedication ceremony at the Magic Kingdom Park, Walt Disney World Parks and Resorts Chairman Tom Staggs announced that the crowning jewel of the new Fantasyland, which will be the Seven Dwarves Mine Train attraction, will officially be opening on May 28th. And we end this week in Disney History D-Heads with 2015, 
when Disney released the superhero film Avengers Age of Ultron, based on the Marvel Comics superhero team, the Avengers, and produced by Marvel. Well, D-Heads, that's all again for this week in Disney history. Hope you enjoyed, and as always, learned something new that you maybe didn't know. Have a great week, and see you real soon. I was designed to save the world. People who look to the sky and see hope. I'll take that from them first. There's only one path to peace. Their extinction. Try to create a suit of armor around the world. But I created something terrible. Artificial intelligence. It's called the Ultron Program. I'm sick of watching people pay for our mistakes. Isn't why we fight so we can end the fight and go home? Well, you amazingly failed. Nothing but our wit and our will save the world. So stand and fight. No way we all get through this. I got no plans tomorrow night. I'm always picking up after you, boys. We can tear them apart. From the inside. That's the best you can do! This is Rolly Crump, a Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. 
All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many of those times are times when you're flipping through the channels, you have television at night with your family, films, and much, much more, including video games. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any of you. You know her from a variety of different things. If you play video games, you know her from The Walking Dead, as well as Step by Step, the classic ABC lineup at night, and many other things that we'll touch base upon, including Worst Audition ever. We have none other than Christine Lakin here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, after some time, we finally got a chance to connect here. And, you know, so many different things on your resume. You've been part of so much stuff from Veronica Mars. I mean, the list could just keep going on and on. But I always like to start it off the same way uh, with everybody because everybody has a different story. What got you started into acting? You know, I have a very unique uh, story. Um, My Mom and dad moved to Atlanta when I guess it was about six, and I started doing a bunch of um, dancing, musical theater, acting, acting classes, things like that. And to be quite honest, you know, I, I sort of just fell into the business side of it. Um, I was in an acting class, and a teacher um, sort of pointed me out and asked my mom if I'd ever thought about being in commercials. And it was not something my parents ever, uh, I think, wanted me to necessarily go into, but... It was something they couldn't sort of stop me from doing. Um, I I was just always performing. I was the kid that was on the, you know, the mantle of the fireplace, like the little stone step, like making a stage out of it when I was, you know, three, singing Annie songs. I mean, they couldn't keep me away from it. So um, it was what sort of started as a, why not? Let's try this one. She seems to like it. Ended up uh, just sort of snowballing into a career in commercials and movies of the week and uh, things like that. And then I... I was spotted by an agent who saw me in a play from Los Angeles, and uh, we came out for a mother-daughter weekend, and I ended up doing a, 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 a tape um, of a couple of monologues, and that's what got me the step-by-step job. So we moved out from Atlanta to Los Angeles, and I would go back and forth, and uh, so I would have, like, three weeks of being, you know, on a TV show and one week of being a normal kid in Atlanta, and that went on for most of my junior high and high school years. Well, you know, and with that show, too, landing that, you know, uh, you know, having this be your path and the direction that you ended up taking, um, did it ever occur to you? I mean, I know you were younger at the time, but did it ever occur to you of how popular that this uh, sitcom went on to be? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it, at the time, no. I, I, It was hard to sort of conceptualize. Of course, I was 12 years old, and the, when I realized that the show was going to be on Friday night, you know, the TGIF lineup, I definitely felt like I had won the lottery. I grew up as a fan of Full House and Perfect Strangers. And, I mean, that was my jam. That was my must-see TV growing <laughs> up, like many of us. So, you know, it was definitely a little surreal. Um, and I guess I always just sort of felt like, you know, I couldn't believe that that had happened to me. And once I was doing it, everyone became very much like a family on that show. I really have to say I had an incredible childhood, um, a wonderful experience, and the fact that I was able to do both. I was able to have this opportunity and this experience and then also sort of have this normal growing up childhood uh, away from the spotlight and away from Los Angeles, I think was really important. Um, So it gave me a lot of perspective, I guess. And, you know, now, like looking back on it and people remembering the show or watching reruns of it or, you know, now like having their own kids watch it in reruns, it's great. I mean, it's it's really it's quite cool that uh that it made such an impact 
on people in their childhood because it certainly did, you know, for me, I, I think about the shows that I was such a big fan of and, you know, and still in, you know, to this day. Um, and that's a, that's a really lovely thing. It's, it's very unique, I think. Well, you know, and it is very unique in terms that everybody is passing it down to other people. It is in reruns. And, you know, for the time when that show debuted in 1991, it, it's kind of like a, a modern day take of the Brady Bunch and people could relate to it. Absolutely. And I think it was like one of the first shows that sort of tackled that idea of blended families in a more, I, I would say, more real way, um, you know, where the kids didn't always get along. And yet it was humorous, but it, it was definitely, you know, with TV you could watch with your whole family. And they don't do a whole lot of that anymore. So um, I, I, a lot of people, I think, have really fond memories of it. I used to get letters from kids who would say, you know, I'm in a blended family and I don't always relate to my brother and sister or this is difficult for me and, like, I see myself in your character, I see myself as like your brother on that show. That's kind of cool. You know, I don't think a lot of kids had had that outlet before. So, hey, if we made, you know, if we made people feel like they were, they were normal and we were just one of them, I think that's, that's a great message. Well, you know, and with that show, too, like you said, it was always humorous, always fun. Now, you know, being on the set or, or, or other episodes, I'm sure you've been asked this question many times in the past. Is there ever one episode that has truly stood out to you, you know, being Al on the show and just one that to this day is always going to make you smile, whether that's a personal memory or something that was from the show? Well, I mean, I think we all, you know, we definitely all remember very well the opportunity we had. We all got to go to Hawaii and filmed two episodes, I think, in our second year is when we did that. And, I mean, I will never forget that trip personally, um, being able to be, you know, on this beautiful island. And they were, like I said, we were just running around. Like, it was like, you know, a lot of the cast members on the show were my real brothers and sisters. I grew up as an only child. So to be able to have, like, ready-made friends that you could hang around with and play with and do stuff with um, was really kind of a dream come true for me. Um, so that on a personal level, for sure. And then I guess, like, at, at an episode level, I mean, there were definitely, you know, there was, as I, as Al sort of got older, there was, you know, <laughs> there were definitely a few episodes that uh, I definitely will never forget. Um, I mean, <laughs> she's stuffing her bra was, like, pretty pretty hilarious and silly. Um, <laughs> there was, um, you know, there was one in the, I guess, the later years where Al decided she wanted to try her hand at acting. And uh, that was a really that was really fun for me. I did a got to do like a scene with Scott Foley, and um, he went on to be on Felicity, and it was just it was a really fun episode for me. I I always really enjoyed uh, the relationship I had with Patrick Duffy. So anytime you know Al would have a lot of stuff with Frank, her dad, I, it was always just a super fun week for me. And he directed a lot of our episodes, and particularly that one. So um, I, I have a lot of fond memories, both watching it now and and thinking back to what it was like personally. Well, you know, and, and like you said, you know, it was extension of your family, you know, uh, you know, pseudo brothers and sisters and taking that trip to Hawaii. And of course, you know, many Disney fans will always remember, you know, the trips to Disney World as they were prone to do on TV series back then. Are you a fan of the parks? Oh, my gosh. I don't think you can not think of Disney World and not not be immediately transported back to your childhood. It is like stepping in that place is like immediate you know, it is the happiest place on earth. It, it immediately makes you feel that way. Um, and I think because so much of it hasn't changed, and that's what's so great about it, you know. When we got, when I was a kid, before we moved to Atlanta, we lived in Florida, so we went a lot um, to Disney World. And uh, then when I moved out to California, 
I mean, I had never been to Disneyland before, and now it's like an hour away from where we live. And I've had lots of friends that work there and done shows there. So, yeah, in, in many ways, it's very nostalgic. But it's, um, you know, to be able to, to go and film an episode there was amazing. We got to actually ride Space Mountain after everybody went home. It was pretty neat. So <laughs> that was that was a that was a treat. <laughs> well, you know, before we move on to many other things you've done, because you've done a lot more than just step by step. But of course, uh, you know, one of the questions that uh, you know many people grapple with, and I myself grew up about you know twenty minutes from the real Port Washington, Wisconsin. Is that a place that you are familiar with, or have you ever been asked that question before about being familiar with this place? That's so funny. Um, what a coincidence. Yeah, I, people have asked me all the time, you know, if I've been there. I've actually never been to Port Washington, but my husband is from Hudson, Wisconsin. So I've been to many places in the in the state of Wisconsin, beautiful state, um, but never actually Port Washington. Next time I'm there, I should, make a, I should make a trip. I can't believe all these years I've still actually never seen it with my own eyes. What's it like? <laughs> Well, it's it's always something that, you know, has always boggled my mind, especially when I see the roller coaster scene at the intro. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, and, you know, and that was filmed in Magic Mountain, uh, California, um, at the Six Flags here. And we uh, actually, the, the roller coaster we were on, Colossus, they tore down last year um, to build something new. And uh, so it was kind of cool, you know, it's sort of like an iconic roller coaster. It doesn't exist anymore. But the the... You can see it's right by the ocean. Well, it's not really. They just had a. They wanted to cover up the parking lot with something a lot prettier than just parking lot. <laughs> they put an ocean there. Fun fact for you. In moving forward in your career, you know, there's many different things that you've been part of as well, including lending your voice to voice acting with, you know, being on Family Guy as Joyce Kinney, as well as The Walking Dead, which everybody loves The Walking Dead series, The Walking Dead video games. I guess let's tackle video games first. And what's it like being part of this uh, video game franchise with zombies that is just so popular? It's crazy. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate. You know, I started doing voice for about six or seven years ago, and um it's uh, it's a career that's been a real blessing for me. I I love doing it, and I love the fact that I can I can be all kinds of people, and it's not based, of course, on how what your how tall you are, or what your age is. You know, it's it just opens up a whole new world of creativity. It's really it's really fun. Um, in particular, you know, The Walking Dead has been uh, again sort of a snowball. I mean, when I got the job, I I guess I didn't even realize how big that franchise is and how rabid the fans are. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the TV show. And so now, you know, they keep you a lot in the dark when you're actually voicing the game because um, it's, it is so confidential. And they, you know, they want to make sure that the way that they, they lay out the game is a surprise to all of their millions of fans. So, so you're never really quite sure what your end arc on that game is going to be. And, you know, for me, with this character, Jane, I thought she was she was just such a cool character. Um, she was really fun to voice. Um, she was really fun to sort of, you know, get inside her head and then watch how they, how they changed her. I think given my performance and what they decided they wanted to do with the character as it went along. So, so that's pretty neat. I mean, we'll see if she comes back. You know, it's uh, some people... Some people killed her in the last epi- in the last episode, uh, and some people didn't. So we'll see what happens. But it's um it's been really amazing. You know the the fans of of the game and have I get a lot of tweets about it, and um you know people are 
people are pretty invested one way or the other in Jane, which is uh, which is really cool. You know, it's 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 definitely been a, a blast to be on that side of things. Well, you know, and with voicing a video game as well, like you said, you're kind of kept in the dark, but that's a level of voice acting that is, is it slightly different because you are doing it in kind of segmented phrases and whatnot because it isn't, you know, fluid like on Family Guy? Yeah, of course. Um, you know, Family Guy is very much a sitcom. I mean, we all, it's, it's, a, it's like a sitcom that just happens to be animated. So even when you know, we get um, a script. A lot of times they'll do, even for almost every script, they do a, a full table read of Family Guy before anybody goes in and starts voicing stuff. Um, and I think it's because they want to hear the jokes. They want to see how they land. They want to hear them out loud, how they're going to play. Um, and that's a, obviously that's a world I'm very familiar with. So when I started doing it, it, it felt like, oh, yeah, I know this world. I this is This makes a lot of sense. Video games are totally different. You don't, a lot of times you're not even in the booth with other actors. Sometimes they've already voiced their parts and they can play them for you so you can sort of do your parts back and forth and sometimes they haven't at all. And they have to kind of tell you, well, here's a part in the game where this is happening and if the player has chosen, you know, this route, this is what would have happened. You kind of have to just follow along as you go and make kind of instinctual decisions as an actor, which is also really fun. I mean, it's... um you know, that's all we have to go on. And in a game like that, there's a lot of life and death situations happening. So it's much more like doing, you know, a dramatic play scene by scene, um, which is uh, which is great. It's a it's a whole different side of, of my brain I get to stretch. So um, I feel really lucky. I get to do a lot of different things in my career. A jack of all trades, I guess they call me. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, being part of your career with video games and voiceover work, as well as even going back to step-by-step, step, do you ever sit down and uh, just enjoy some of the things you've been part of, or are you too self-critical and you're one of uh, one of those artists who are like, I, I don't want to see something I've been in? Oh, gosh. Uh, probably more of the, yeah. I don't, it's weird. I... I now can watch step by step because it's so it's been a long it's been a while so I look back at it and I'm a child and it's actually actually kind of funny for me uh, when I see it because it, it does bring back great memories and it is kind of like watching weird home movies if that makes sense <laughs> um, you know stuff now it depends uh, animation and voiceover is is a little easier for me because it you know I look so different um, you know Jane very much reminds me. Actually, of Melissa McBride's character on the um, the, um, the television version a little bit. She reminds me of, like, a young Carol. And uh, I really get a kick out of her character, so that's a little different. Watching myself, you know, do things, like, on uh, in television and movies is always just a little harder. I don't know why. It's, it's strange. And as an actor, you don't ever want to have a whole lot of self-consciousness. So sometimes it's better to just sort of do things and and keep keep moving <laughs> for me anyway well you know and with that and keeping moving like you said watching yourself on tv you know you have quite the fan following from all different areas from video games and television and even being on shows like melissa and joey and many others and with that you know you were always the tomboy in step by step and now you have such a fan following because you know everybody is you know they they agree you're drop dead gorgeous so they're always oh, wow, you know, you have your own fan following there. So I guess how does it feel now realizing that, uh, you know, you have this uh, loyal, I guess, men fan following who really love your beauty? Oh, well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Um, yeah, I, I, I appreciate that very much. You know, it's, uh, I guess it's something that's 
um, very flattering, of course. And it's funny when people say things like, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot of people now, especially from Walking Dead or I, you know, some of my hosting stuff I've done for CMT, um, people will, are now just sort of connecting the dots and realizing, I knew you looked familiar, but I didn't know why. Because that's so cool. I used to watch you as a kid or I grew up watching you and, you know, always loved you on that TV show. It's so great to know you're doing this now. I mean, it's really quite nice. It's, it's funny. I think there's a familiarity. I, sometimes people will look at me and say, you know, did we go to school together? Are you in my yoga class? I know I know you. I just can't figure it out. And that always <laughs> makes me laugh. I, I like, I like, you know, yeah, I, I'm not sure what it would be. I, I like kind of toying with people a little bit until they figure it out finally. But thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. And one of the things, too, you know, moving along here that I always find hilarious that you've been part of is Worst Audition Ever. And uh, how did that concept come about? You know, it's funny. Um, years ago, my friends and I would always lament about the, the crazy things we do for our jobs, you know. And as an actor, you, you're going on constant job interviews. Um, so, and you're asked to do all kinds of strange things sometimes, you know, whether you're, you're memorizing lines and going into, you know, one day you're crying, the next day you're making people laugh. Sometimes you're dressed up as like, you know, um, uh, a nurse in scrubs. One day you're a clown. Like who knows what your next day is going to entail. And, um, these stories just got weirder and weirder. And my friends would lament, you know, we all sit around and like talk about these things because if you didn't, you just, you would, like, you wouldn't believe that this stuff is real. You couldn't make this up. And one night, we uh, we were sitting around um, talking about this, and I just, like, had this vision of people standing up and telling these stories live. I've always been a fan of a show called Mortified here in Los Angeles. They do it all over now. But it's it's uh, somewhat of the same thing. People get on stage, and they talk about their most painful childhood memories or, you know, um, adolescent experiences, reading journals and diaries, like, from when they were teenagers or kids. And I thought, it's, it's really cathartic, and it's, um, you know, it's really funny most of the time, too. So why not, you know, use that format and see what it's like to have artists get on stage and talk about being vulnerable and putting themselves out there every day and the strange things we do for our art. Um, and it just sort of snowballed. And uh, the more we did it, the more we got a following and people, you know, more people were coming and celebrities started to come and do it. And it became this, like, underground thing. And, um, it, and more and more people would come. The LA Times did an article on us. It was just really great. It was really cool. And people who did it, you know, they, even people who were scared at first, afterwards would say, oh, my gosh, that was that was just the most cathartic experience. I've got to do this again. I absolutely loved it. So then my partner and I opened it up to worst experiences of all kinds, um, and we sort of rebranded the show as just worst ever. Um, and after running for three years in the basement of a Mexican restaurant in Silver Lake, uh, we, <laughs> we just finished completion on a pilot for the Pop Network, um, which is formerly TV Guide Network, and we're taking the show to a new level, um, bringing it to television with people standing on stage telling stories, but then we show them to a television audience in one of three ways. We do recreation, much like you've seen in Drunk History. We do animation and also, um, like, clip art and sound footage, things like that, like a, like a pop-up video type of thing. So um, we're really excited. We just turned in our pilot. We're crossing our fingers, and hopefully I can tell you you'll be able to see it soon. So um, that would be a – I mean, this is just, you know, it's been a dream of mine, and 
after after working on something like this for nearly four years, it, it'd be great to see it come to fruition in that way. So I'm very hopeful, and the stories we got are so funny. We have a story from Ian Harding from Pretty Little Liars, a story from Joey Fatone from NSYNC, and a story from Kelly Sullivan. You'd know her from uh, The Young and the Restless. So, so far, so good. Um, so I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> well, you know, and it seems like it's, you know, it was something that everybody can relate to with all kinds of unique stories and those those moments in their lives where you just, uh, you're horrified and you're just like, oh my gosh. Of course, because <laughs> not every, I mean, we've all had a no good, very bad day, right? And celebrities have them as well. Like, they're just like us. No, but that's, it's true. It, I, you know, the, cat, the catchphrase of our show is like, because pain is best served funny. And I think, in my experience, if you can take something really humiliating or horrifying or awful and you can own it in a really funny way, I think um, not only is it cathartic, but other people feel closer to you by just sharing that humiliating moment or that humiliating experience. And I think as, like, for fans anyway, to watch their favorite actors and actresses get on stage and talk about how they've had bad days and they've been humiliated here or there, it not only brings you closer to that person, but I think it also makes you feel like it's a very humanizing experience. And I think in a world that sometimes feels disjointed, I think that's a that's a really nice thing to have, you know? Right. It's something that everybody can relate to on all different levels. Now, with that, you know, so many different things going on in your career and everything else. You know, we know you're busy and we don't want to keep you too long. Uh, but is there anything else that you have on the horizon as well? Any other projects or any places where we're going to be able to hear your voice? Or is it you're going to have to keep it tight-lipped and we're just going to have to keep our eyes and ears open? Well, there's a few things coming up uh, where you can you can catch me. I just finished a movie called The Leisure Class um, for HBO, and uh, it will be in association with Project Greenlight. And they are bringing the show back after, I guess, nearly a decade. Um, and it was a blast to film, a lot of fun. Um, I'm really interested to see how the project finishes up. It was um, a lot of improvisation, and uh, I get to play a really wacky character, so... Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be in July on HBO. And then we'll see about The Walking Dead. I, I can't really say too much right now, but, um, again, I'll keep you posted there. And, of course, you know, you can always check out what I'm doing next um, through my Twitter or my Instagram, which is at Yolaken. Uh You can find me there, and I have a Facebook page as well. Um, and then I, every Thursday I host an after show on CMT called Talk of Shame, uh, where we get down and dirty with the cast of Party Down South, which is a fun and silly show on CMT um, that I have a blast with. I do the after shows and the reunion. So, um, yeah, so that's what I've got going on so far. Well, you know, you're never sitting still, always busy, always around. So I guess one of the questions that I didn't hit touch base upon from our listeners is if they ever had a step-by-step reunion show or movie, would you want to be part of it? Oh, of course. How could I say no to that? Of course. In fact, you know, Patrick Duffy and I, we still keep in touch, and we, like, we laugh all the time. I keep trying to coerce him. I want to just find a project for us to do, mostly just because I miss him. And when he's not working, he, you know, he's got a beautiful house and ranch up, up north, and he just sort of checks out and goes up there. And, man, I don't blame him because the traffic in L.A., if you don't have to live here, <laughs> I don't see why you'd want to. But, um but I would love, I miss him so much. I would love to see him and do something with him. So, yeah, absolutely, I'd be in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and you guys had a chance to reconnect on you again as well. I, I forgot to bring that up earlier, correct? Yeah, we did. And it was funny because, you know, there was that, that great little cameo at the end of the movie. And 
I had already signed on, and I was um, I also assisted assisted choreographed the movie, which is another another job I have in my life. Uh, if you ever watch the Goldbergs and there's ever dancing on the Goldbergs on ABC, I'm usually the one behind the camera. Um, helping the director with the choreography. Another random, random fact of my life. But, um, <laughs> but I was already signed on to do it and it was funny because the director, they were looking for somebody recognizable and great who could be, you know, play opposite Sigourney Weaver. And, um, I, I wasn't the one that I think actually said his name, but somebody had put, you know, had started talking about step by step and it sort of came around to Patrick Duffy and, oh, and he would be great and what is he doing right now? So it was it was really, really lovely. I remember when they were about to ask him, and I was just crossing my fingers he was going to be available and could say yes, because we just, again, we just got to hang out all week. And it was just so lovely. He's just such, the, he's such a lovely man. So, um, yeah, I felt uh, it, I was really, really happy. And I don't know if you saw, Casey Keenan is actually does a little cameo in the very end as well. So you've got to rewatch the movie in order to see that. But... That was great. I I love seeing her, and I miss her tremendously. Do you keep in contact with a lot of the cast from any of your projects, not just Step by Step, but a lot of different projects, whether that's voice work or anything else? Oh, sure. You know, it's funny, um, because even in The Walking Dead, Scott Porter, you know, and I had several scenes together, but we never actually worked together when we were were doing uh, our, uh, our voiceover. However, like, I, I was a huge fan of Friday Night Lights. I'm such a TV nerd. I, I, <laughs> I will watch people and then pretend like, oh, yeah, hey, good to see you, good to see you. But meanwhile, I'm, like, freaking out on the inside. Um, <laughs> but uh, we actually did a reading of Heather's the Musical together years ago, before it even went to Broadway. So it was kind of fun. I was Twittering with him, and I was like, oh, it was like, good to see you, Scott, even though we never got to see each other in the booth. But it was nice acting with you again. And um, yeah, I mean, Stacey and I, we like to catch up every so often. She's a, she's a lawyer now, so, you know, she's got a very important, very busy job. Um, but I, I definitely try to grab lunch with her when I can. And, you know, um, the movie I just finished, we all went and, uh, Brenda Strong, you would know her from Desperate Housewives and a lot of other things. She's in a play, a beautiful play right now in, uh, Atwater Village called Trevor. And we all, the whole cast of the leisure class went to see it last night. And it was wonderful. She was so great at it. And the play was so, so good. Um, so that was really nice. And she was so touched that we had all, you know, planned this to come and see her and have a nice little reunion. So, yeah, it's uh, it's nice. You know, sometimes you, you make a lot of really good friends in this business that are loyal and lovely and wonderful. And that's, um, that's the good side of it all. And I, I've been very fortunate to have found a lot of that in my life. So I, I feel like I feel very lucky for that. Well, you know, we don't want to keep you too long. We know that uh, everything has, uh, you're always busy, everything on the horizon, whether that's voice work, acting, TV shows, movies, you name it. But I guess in closing here, is there any final lasting words you'd like to leave out there for all your fans that have either grown up with you, just discovering you, or, you know, those guys hanging out playing video games in their basement who love hearing your voice? Uh, Is there anything you want to leave out there for everybody? Well, I guess I would just want to say, you know, thank you, honestly. Um, from the bottom of my heart, I feel very lucky that I get to do what I love uh, for a living and that I've always done what I've loved, you know, from from being on my parents', my parents fireplace to, you know, every day now getting to um, – getting to act and getting to be different characters and to entertain and connect with fans, that is that has been probably the biggest blessing of my life. So 
I appreciate it very, very much. And I, I look forward to hopefully entertaining you for years to come. Well, it's our pleasure having you stop in, take this trip down memory lane, your entire career, upcoming projects. And you were always back anytime because you played a part in so many people's lives. And it was a pleasure having you stop in. That was a pleasure being on the show. Thank you so much. A family this big needs rules. Oh, sorry, no pigs at the table. Hmm, well, in that case... Watch it, Dana. It's Patrick Duffy. Group number two will be Dana, myself, and Mark. Ow! And Suzanne Summers, step-by-step Friday after family night. <laughs> originally from the new Mickey Mouse Club. You might remember the party. This is Disney On Demand. Hello, D-heads, and welcome to another segment called Disney Multimedia. My name is Randy Reeker, and I'll be giving you the latest news on the Disney company and so much more. Without further delay, let's go ahead and jump in with the latest. Hey, D-heads, if you're looking for another Disney app, to your growing collection, here's another one that I recommend 
for you to add. This one is called Disney Color and Play. With this, you use special coloring pages with the Disney characters, color in, and using your smartphone or tablet device by the camera, see all your wonderful characters come to life. Disney Color and Play is one of the growing and fastest app on the App Store for ages 5 and under. I think also for myself, I'll definitely grab a color and color pages and see my own characters, uh, Disney characters come to life. I think it's funny, I think it's cool, it's pretty neat. The newest addition to this, you can add Sophia the First, and of course the classic Disney princesses including Ariel, Rapunzel, as well as Cinderella. It is free to download, but for adding more wonderful colorful pages you can add, will be ranging from $1.99 to $7.99 in-app purchase uh, through the app itself. This is Randy signing off with Disney Multimedia. Keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the Disney multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. So I am back and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun things on the horizon and taking that look back into classic television, video games, and so much more. And I want to extend that very special thank you 
to our special guest, the one and only Christine Lakin, for once again taking time out of her busy schedule and chatting with all of you D-heads. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Aaron, Nathan, Caitlin, and Randy, all for stopping in here this week and bringing their signature segments to you. And remember, you can connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com and also on our D-Wire discussion group and just chat with the team and interact right there. And finally, I want to thank you, the D-heads. Without you, there would be no show. You are the reason we come back at you every single week to bring these shows to you. So thank you, the D-heads, for tuning in for over five years now here at Disney On Demand. So thank you, all of you D-heads. Now, before I let you go and let you into what we're going to be doing here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on the official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash John Diz. That's J-O-N-D-I-Z. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio. D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can subscribe to get the latest shows right there on your mobile device, your Android, your iPhone, and more just by subscribing through Stitcher Radio and iTunes and get the latest show right there in your device. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we had all kinds of fun. Next week, we're going to be kicking off show number 110, and we have another very special guest stopping in here for you. That is right, somebody that is new, different, fun, and is going to take us into the world of tomorrow. With Tomorrowland coming up on the horizon, it's just fitting that we take a look into technology and take a trip back to Tron. That's right, we're going to be heading back into the world of Tron with Dan Shore stepping in here at the show. So all of you D-heads, with that said, as I always say, we get busy, we get crazy, time's just, you know, it loses the best of us, so never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, I'll catch you online and have a fantastic weekend. Three creaky wooden stairs Those squeaky rocking chairs the well-worn welcome mat, the lattice vines, the happy times, all I want to do when the day is through is linger here on the front porch with you from the wicker swing while the night birds sing we'll watch the fireflies sparking do some sparking too how the hours fly as the moon drifts by how sweet the air as we stare at the sky Hola
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.